Hey, Liz. Hey, Kat. Hey, Kat, what would be almost as fun as recording a podcast together? Well, I think it's almost even more fun, but I guess that's debatable. (laughs) Doing one-on-one coaching with you, Liz. Co-coaching together has been one of my favorite aspects of doing this podcast with you. Totally. So guess what? We're going to do it. We are going to offer career coaching sessions to our listeners, but not have it be recorded. So we're going to offer one-on-one sessions at a really good deal. And we started the podcast with the goal of helping people who are stuck with something career-related. And if we can help through the podcast, that's awesome. But if one-on-one coaching is more someone's speed. So we have decided to offer a intro special. Yes, we have an introductory special of $100 an hour, which if you're a big math whiz like me is less than either of us would charge individually. So you are saving over 50% and you get two for less than the price of one, which is awesome. And in this kind of session, you don't have to worry about your boss hearing it or your friend hearing it or anything else. It's absolutely confidential, Mm -hmm. just like any Mm -hmm. career coaching session, but you get the Liz and Cat experience in a one-on-one session for $100. So if this sounds interesting to you, shoot us an email at realjobtalk at gmail.com and we'll be happy to schedule a call and do some one-on-one work with you. Can't wait. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk the podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. I'm Kat Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. And today we are going to be discussing the art of quitting your job. And it is an art. Yes. There is a right way and a wrong way to quit. And we're going to talk through all of the different scenarios and maybe even do some role playing. A lot of people start looking for a job in the new year. And so they start dreaming of the day they leave their job behind. Yeah. And quitting's hard and it's delicate and it's freeing. And usually you're kind of excited about what's on the other side, but you're sort of keeping the kibosh on that so that you don't act all braggy in front of your current coworkers. And sometimes it feels like it's time to break out that miles long list of all the ways your company or your boss or your role pushed you to this point. And if you remember anything from this episode, our overall advice is don't do any of that. Don't, don't, don't. Mm -mm. This episode was inspired by a conversation I had with a friend who was quitting his job after almost five years with his firm. His firm was not supporting him in a way that aligned with his career goals, had behaved poorly during COVID, doing things like making more junior employees take cuts while senior employees didn't and was not a place where he saw himself being able to grow. He had very infrequent conversations with his boss. And while everyone was nice, he felt like he was wasting his time staying at the firm. So he got a better job with a large pay increase and colleagues and support staff who could support his career growth. And he was getting ready to quit and do all of the things that we would not recommend that he would do. (laughs) when he quits his job. So I'm super, super grateful that we talked. Liz, what would you have said to him? I would have said, well done on empowering yourself and owning your career. 
good job reaching out to your board of advisors before mm-hmm. quitting and during the job search. So board of advisors always around during mm-hmm. these pivotal career times. And then I give him this simple advice that we're going to dive into in more detail. Um, I tell him, go to your boss first. Before mm-hmm. you tell anyone, tell your boss. I would say, keep it simple, keep it fact-based, and as much as possible, keep it irrefutable. Mm-hmm. And the emotion out of it. Emotion out of it. Nothing that they can say, that's not true. If someone can disagree with a statement, it doesn't mean it's not true or it's not your truth. It just means that it's not part of your quitting discussion. And I would tell them, definitely have your written notice all ready to go. Keep it simple. Fact, you're quitting, what your last day is. And have it ready to send out to HR and your boss right after the meeting. So it's already written. All you have to do is press send. And most importantly, I would tell them to put a sticky note or something and set with the goal uh, to set the goal that between the day he quits and the moment you log off for the last time, stay professional, keep your head high and go out with your old team and your old company's respect. I could not agree with you more on all of the things that you said, Liz. Yes. As usual, we <laughs> usually agree. We do. <laughs> so let's break it down. Mm-hmm. You tell your boss first out of courtesy, and so they don't hear it from someone else. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than hearing that your employee is going to leave from mm-hmm. someone else. So don't don't be that person. Tell your boss first. Keep your mouth shut until you tell your boss. Because as you know, loose lips sink ships. Oh, yeah. So if your overarching goal is professionalism, mm-hmm. which, by the way, parentheses, it should it be. <laughs> uh The professional thing to do is Mm -hmm. to respectfully quit to your boss, even if your boss isn't respectful Mm -hmm. and professional with you. Yep. It doesn't matter what they do. Mm -mm. You want to stay focused on you and be respectful and Mm -hmm. be respectful of your boss Mm -hmm. when you quit. Yep. So resist the urge (laughs) to tell your work bestie. Yep. And it's hard, but Mm -hmm. resist it. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless the two of you are interviewing and quitting as a package, this is a personal decision. Mm -hmm. And try to keep the ultimate decision to yourself at least until you've told your boss. Mm -hmm. It just just shows that you have integrity Mm -hmm. and that you're professional. And like your work bestie may know you're interviewing and they may know you're close. And, you know... it's hard to be completely, you know, opaque in terms of job search, especially if you know other people who maybe aren't so happy. And sometimes there's a group that it doesn't feel like a good place to work and everyone's talking about leads and so people are sharing. But the ultimate, like, I'm quitting my last day is in two weeks conversation is between you and your boss first. And then five minutes later, you can tell the team mm-hmm. unless there's some arrangement with your boss that shouldn't do it. So. Cat, like, you get the job offer on Friday. Like, you set up a meeting Monday. Like, how do you do it? Yeah. I mean, you want to do it as soon as possible because right. the your next employer is probably <laughs> going to want you to start as soon as possible. So sure. you want to give two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you don't want to give two weeks notice, it's just one of those professional things that you do. Mm-hmm. So even if the company, the manager, X, Y, and Z, a list of 100 things... 
a hundred reasons why you don't want to do that. You still mm-hmm. offer it because yep. two weeks notice is the professional thing to mm-hmm. do. I mean, so we you- may be old school on this, but <laughs> it's the advice we're going to give you. Yeah, for sure. And you find time on your boss's calendar. And if there's no time, you ask them, if, do you have a few minutes to talk on Monday? Mm-hmm. And, and the recruiter in me is dying to say, and tell the recruiter at your new firm or and your new manager, I'm quitting on Monday. And then after you quit, let them know you've quit and you're excited to join. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things that on the other side <laughs> is somewhat stressful. But back to you and your meeting, you make time with your boss. You tell them you need to talk to them. If they're like, I'm traveling and it won't be around for the next two weeks, then sometimes it's right to go to their boss if you can't possibly get in touch with them, but try to tell them that you need to talk with them that day, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. This is one of the few times where you say, you know what, it's actually urgent that we speak today. Yep. And and then, you know, after you've gone to that kind of great length to reach out to your, mm-hmm. your next level boss, your, yep. your boss, your, yep. you know, your manager, mm-hmm. then you go up. But yep. only after you've really like given them every opportunity to, you know, give you a few minutes. And sometimes they may say, especially if it's a really crappy boss, they may say like, can you just send it to me in an email? And maybe you do. And you just Mm -hmm. say, dear boss, I'm giving my notice. My last day is in two weeks. It's been a pleasure to work for you and I wish you the best. Mm -hmm. If they force your hand, you still have to quit that day Mm -hmm. because you've got another job waiting. So try everything you can to do the right thing. And if you have to do it in email, you know, they made you break up with them on the post-it. <laughs> so at the end of the day, though, it's your boss's job to figure out what your work is and what needs to be transferred and all of those things. So you have to give them that opportunity and also give them the, the opportunity to message it to their boss. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, your quitting is, in a way, a reflection on their work. So they have a communication that Mm -hmm. they need to do as well. Mm -hmm. Because really the main reason that people quit jobs is because of their immediate supervisor. Most of the time. (laughs) It is professional and kind Mm -hmm. to, even when we don't want to have that conversation with our immediate supervisor. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, okay, Kat, let's talk about the conversation. Mm -hmm. And because it's, Really important to think about the conversation beforehand or else it could be this emotional spewing of everything that's gone wrong, you know, from your onboarding to, mm-hmm. you know, the day you quit. Not not productive. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had, Liz, where mm-hmm. I've had clients or friends and colleagues come to me and say, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I and and it's all about having having the conversation where you remove the emotion from it Mm -hmm. as much as possible, because the emotion is not going to serve you in this moment. If -hmm. anything, it's going to be how they remember you going out. Totally. Yeah. And if they remember you coming in like, I'm quitting because you're me. That's your final impression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Because another thing to remember during this whole weird quitting time and these weird two weeks and the whole thing is that you never know when you're going to run into one of these people again. So you Mm -hmm. want your final impression to be a positive impression, not the crazy lunatic that was running around the office screaming, this place sucks. Mm -hmm. That is a final impression that people would remember. Not even if it does suck, this is not the forum to have that conversation. That's what Mm -hmm. friends are for. That's what, that's what your board of advisors are for. That's what Mm -hmm. your confidence are for, but it's not in a professional situation. That's not the time to do that. Mm -mm. 
So you want to write down your talking points. You know, for example, if I was quitting my a big company to go to a small company that was going to pay me more and have me doing the kind of work I would be doing, my quitting would be something like, and we're going to role play Kat's favorite. <laughs> Kat, will you be my boss? For you, Liz, yes. Thanks. Okay. I walk into her office. Well, hello, Liz. What brings you here today? Well, Kat. As you know, I wanted to focus my role on my executive positions that I recruit for, but this company really needs me to be doing more junior positions. So I started taking calls from recruiters and I've taken a job that's going to allow me to be 100% remote, work on executive roles only, and they're offering me a pay increase and equity. I have learned so much at my role here that I'm really excited about this new opportunity. Wow, Liz. Is there is there any way that we could talk about perhaps a pay increase and and match that and perhaps even talk about being able to work, you know, you working remote for us. Would you be willing to stay if we made some accommodations for you? Wow, Kat, that is so kind of you. But I've committed to this new role and I'm really excited about it. At this point, there's really nothing that can change my mind. Well, Liz, we are super sad to see you go. Let's set up another meeting to talk about transitioning your work. And of course, we wish only the best for you. Oh my goodness, Kat. I think we're both up for an Oscar. That was fabulous. (laughs) Cut. Cut. (laughs) Um, So what we did there was Kat tried with the counter. I stayed strong. And uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. But everything I said were things that I wasn't able to get at the company. But Kat, why do you think I didn't even consider that counter offer? Well, we've talked a little bit about counteroffers on previous episodes, but we advise against them, you know, 99% of the time. (laughs) I mean, if remote and pay were important, you'd have asked for them before. Mm -hmm. And and you might have, but we didn't, we don't have that information here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, why can you only get them when you're on your way out? Mm -hmm. So much attrition can be avoided if companies listen to what their people wanted. Mm -hmm. That said, usually the reasons people leave are leave their roles are deep and they won't be fixed with a counteroffer. If I don't like how we do things, I still won't like how we do things with a 20% raise, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the truth. That's the For real sure. job talk here, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, unless the only factor in your quitting is money or something else that can be fixed, a counter probably isn't going to keep you there for long. And also, going through that process, a counter Mm -hmm. may impact how the employer sees your loyalty. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the, you know, that's one of the reasons that we don't recommend them. Yep. I think there's a stat out there. I should have gotten it before we talked, but there's a stat out there that like, People usually take counteroffers and leave mm-hmm. six to 12 months later mm-hmm. because, again, those fundamental issues that made you look in the first place are there. Mm-hmm. And also, there's like this weird resentment. There's this weird thing like, oh, w- we'll give you all that. It's like, why didn't you give me that before? Mm-hmm. I have to threaten you to get what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not awesome. Yep. Um, and so it's just a slippery slope and it doesn't usually stick for long. And if you have accepted another job, you're going to be burning a bridge at the new place. So mm-hmm. I will say, like, I we should say a few quick things about accepting a counter offer 
or going out and getting a counter offer if you feel underpaid. First, you have to be willing to take the offer if you don't get a counter. Mm-hmm. If you get another offer and you go to your current employer to try to get more money or what have you with it, you have to be willing to take that other offer if your current company doesn't bite. And secondly, if you're doing that, don't accept the new offer and then burn a bridge. Mm-hmm. You can tell your company you have an offer, but that you want to make it work there and see what happens, but don't accept the other job and then decline your acceptance. There's really, it's really crappy when you, when people do that because recruiting stops, you really put them back and that's not an impression you want to leave. You know, I've had several candidates do that, you know, a handful in my Mm -hmm. career and I remember most of their names. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I, I've made... I don't know, uh, it, close to a thousand placements in my career. Yeah. So I've talked to a lot of people, but you remember those things. Yes. And, you know, professional networks are small, mm-hmm. right? They can, they can be large, but people remember things. So you, you, you want to just kind of be really strategic mm-hmm. with this process. Yep. And if you get an offer and then you decide to stay at your company and you tell them, you know what, I'm going to stay where I appreciate you. You're great, but I'm going to stay where I am. That's cool. But if you told them you were joining them and then do mm-hmm. that, it's not cool. So mm-hmm. it's a fine line, but you can say, can I have a few days to think mm-hmm. about this offer? You can go to your current company and try mm-hmm. to do your thing and then come back and say, no, thank you. And I think it's fair to ask for a whole week mm-hmm. to to sit with an offer. Yep. I mean, one strategy there is to say that you are you know, that you're talking with several firms, Mm -hmm. you're talking with a couple of firms Mm -hmm. and the process will be, will be done in Mm -hmm. a week. Yep. And that way you can really uh, make a, a complete decision with all Mm -hmm. of the data. Mm -hmm. So that's one technique you can use, but you know, Mm -hmm. the bottom line here, and we just can't say it enough Mm -mm. is you want to leave the quitting process without, without burning bridges anywhere. Mm -hmm. So Liz, let's talk a little bit about fact-based versus not fact-based reasons for leaving. Oh, yeah. Good one. Because facts in our brain aren't facts on paper. Mm -hmm. And so it's important Mm -hmm. to distinguish. So like, so something like the commute, my commute every day to get here is an hour and the new job is 10 minutes from my house is not something they can do anything about. They're not going to move the office so that Mm -hmm. you stay. So that's a really easy way to get out of a place without saying anything controversial. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm commuting for almost two hours less a day. Okay, That's yeah. not saying, you know, I've worked for you for two years, manager, and mm-hmm. we've met twice in that time. Yeah. And we've had a weekly meeting on our calendar <laughs> for the whole two years. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's 100 hours that you kind of messed around with me. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's not, that may be what you're thinking, mm-hmm. but just don't say it in this forum. Because it's what's done is done. Mm-hmm. Like that bridge has been crossed. So, but something really facts-based that like about the commute or, you know, mm-hmm. in the case of Kat's friend talking about having peers at the new place and being able to focus on what they're interested in, that's irrefutable. Talking about how management's mean or our processes are backwards, that's all subjective. And mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to make that kind of change on the way out. So stick to the facts and to things that they can't 
refute. Again, you're trying to go out classy. You're trying not to ruffle feathers. Just by leaving a hole, you're going to ruffle feathers naturally, not Mm -hmm. that you're trying to, but you're trying to keep bridges intact versus burn Mm -hmm. them. So Mm -hmm. when they can't change your mind, the laundry list of badness it's not going to do you any favors at this point. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends, don't tell them at this point. So I agree with you completely, Liz. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's, you know, one exception to this rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. And although you want to keep in mind our golden rule for quitting, mm-hmm. it's if you have an exit interview with HR. Mm-hmm. An exit interview is a chance to talk about why you're looking to, mm-hmm. to make a move. Mm-hmm. And improvements that you see that could be made by the company Mm -hmm. and to talk about any risk you might see with your team. Mm -hmm. Again, you want to be strategic here, not Mm -hmm. a laundry list. Mm -mm. You don't want to, you don't want to leave that meeting with HR being seen as a complainer, Mm -hmm. right? That's just never a good thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you have a sense that they're open to it, Mm-hmm. And any good HR person is going to give you that yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Some constructive criticism can be shared at this time. Mm-hmm. And it's good for the company and the team overall. So yeah. this would be a time to say, well, you know, I didn't get the kind of the kind of relationship that I thrive on with a manager mm-hmm. is, is where we meet every week and update, you know, where I can update, share what I'm doing, what my challenges are you know, any other thoughts that I might have. And also mm-hmm. to get updates from my manager. It's a two-way street. Yeah. And we met twice in the two years I was there. Mm-hmm. That really did impact my decision. Mm-hmm. See how see how that's phrased in a constructive way as opposed to kind of bitching about the manager? <laughs> right. This is just, you know, this is what I need. This is what works best for me. I like to communicate and Mm -hmm. having that weekly meeting is really important to me. And that didn't happen here. Mm -hmm. And I think even with HR, if it's the kind of thing like you're a woman and you're like, this feels like a boys club and my voice is never Mm -hmm. heard and my ideas are shot down. I just got sick of it. And I talked to my manager about it a few times and they said it would get better and it never has. And, you know, it's just not an environment where I feel like I'm able to do my best work. Mm-hmm. Whoa, massive HR data point and something that they can address with training and things like that with the team. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're not saying it in a whiny way, if you're saying it in a way that like, look, you're HR, you're in charge of the people stuff. I'm trying to help you make this company better. Mm-hmm. Like learn learn something from my departure. Like don't like my departure be in vain. You know, I'm sounding mm-hmm. all self-important, but it's true. I think doing that in a constructive, not whiny, wah, wah, woe is me way can be really helpful to the company. So if a company does have an exit interview, mm-hmm. give some thought to what you want to share before you go into yes. that meeting. You know, have your talking points in notes that you have access to, whether it's on your phone or you've got a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Just be prepared. And if they, you know, if they do have an, an, an exit process, you know, that really is the opportunity to share, but share it in a in as constructive way as you can. And this is going to sound putting pressure on, but read the room. Mm-hmm. Like, like Kat said before, if you think they're open to it, mm-hmm. see, let them guide the exit interview and answer the questions you're asked. Mm-hmm. And if you sense them shutting down or turning off, 
then you turn off. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. hear a lot of, tell me more about that, or they start asking the right questions to really get to the, you know, issues like in the issue of Cat's friend, they started saying, you know, how did you feel about how the firm treated us during COVID? Well, that's a really wide open door mm-hmm. that I think it's okay in that setting to go down. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, if they ask you, is there anything else that that you can share with us that you think would be helpful to the next employee who mm-hmm. takes this role yep. or helpful for your manager, helpful for X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. I think that that's telling you, go ahead and share what you want to share, but do it in a constructive manner. Yes. And remember that while it's confidential, it's confidential-ish. So if Cat quits and goes to HR, HR could pull in Cat's boss and say, so it's come to my attention. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out how it came to HR's attention. So just remember that your confidentiality isn't 100% confidential. Mm -hmm. So you want to be helpful. You want to be constructive. You want to be fact-based and you have to know that it may be repeated. Mm -hmm. But don't be afraid to say what needs to be said. Agreed. Because I've, I've been, you know, uh, an interviewer in exit interviews a number of times Mm -hmm. and, you know, I can feel that there's more that the person wants to Mm -hmm. say, but they're just too afraid to say it. Yep. And you can't force people to talk, but No, they exit interviews are there for a reason. You know, if if you've got a company and an HR person who is sincerely trying to get information from you, there's nothing wrong with constructively sharing information. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're going to go into logistics a little bit. Like that note you send af- to HR and your boss, it's super simple. Again, not time for the laundry list. Dear no. boss, as we discussed, I'm resigning from XYZ company and my last day is the date. I wish you and the team the best of luck. I'll be cheering on from the sidelines. I plan on handing over my work in the next few weeks and helping make this transition as smooth as possible. Sincerely, quitter. Mm-hmm. Short, sweet, Short, to the sweet, point. Simple. I'm going to take care of my business and I'm not going to screw you over mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. subtext. Now let's talk about how to navigate after you quit, how to tell the team and others. And not surprisingly, our golden rule still applies Mm -hmm. because after all, you're listening to Real Job Talk with Liz and Kat. So remember that you're the one that quit Mm -hmm. and the rest of them are still working there and picking up the work that you're going to be leaving. Mm -hmm. So talk with your boss, you know, ideally in that first conversation, Mm -hmm. but if the boss isn't able to navigate that, he's gonna he or she is going to schedule mm-hmm. another appointment with you. And it's in that follow-up appointment where you talk about how they want to tell the team. Mm-hmm. And make your intentions around not keeping it a secret mm-hmm. clear to avoid awkwardness. Totally. Because there's I, nothing like giving notice and then two days later, there's been no communication around mm-hmm. it. That's awkward. Yep. Well, and you like when you quit, you feel that two week clock ticking mm-hmm. and you're doing your work and you know, and like if you're in an office or even in meetings and stuff and you know, and people don't, it's weird. And then like you want to hand over your stuff and you've thought it through and you're going to, you want to do a good job handing over your stuff and you're not given that opportunity because people don't know you quit. Like it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. So, and it takes time to transition. Yeah. So you want to get on the get on that ball as soon as you can. 
Absolutely. And the boss may need a minute to think about the transition Mm -hmm. plan and you can help them with the transition plan and that's cool. But like, you can say to your boss in that initial conversation, I'd like to start telling our my team members and they might say, you know what, can we wait? We have a team meeting this afternoon. I'd like to announce it to mm-hmm. everyone at once. You got to respect that. Mm-hmm. But if they're like, no, no one can know, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that was to happen, you can email Kat and me and we'll, we'll help you out with that. But what we would probably say is you want to go to HR with that one because that's mm-hmm. not cool. So other things like in that two weeks, Again, you talk about the factual reasons. If someone's like, oh my gosh, I heard you leaving. You're leaving Cat. Well, what's, what's going on? Why? Your answer? You know, I just, I found a role where I get to work remotely and my commute's only 10 minutes. And, yeah. and you know, I got, offered a, I got offered a job I couldn't refuse. Totally. No trashing. Mm-hmm. Like you're not leaving dead bodies in your wake. Like you're I'm, cool. It's the fact base. There's the party line. And you may even want to talk to your boss about the party line. Like, mm-hmm. what are we going to say? You know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say even if you're leaving and the company wants you to leave, you may agree with the boss on a party line. And that's mm-hmm. what everyone is told. And that's fine. But yeah, but it's it's also okay to say, you know, even though I'm super excited about this job, I'm sure going to miss you guys. Oh, yeah. This was such a hard decision for me because I, mm-hmm. I really like working with you guys or I really like this or I really like mm-hmm. that. You know, it has to be said because Kat and I have been in HR for many years and <laughs> you want to hand everything over clean. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to do a great job transitioning. You'd want to try to make your leaving as easy on your ex, mm-hmm. oh, soon to be ex colleagues as possible. But like, don't be the asshole with the porn filled computer. Ugh. Like, I hate to say it, but I've seen it. So please mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Like, but like, don't leave your desk a mess. Clean out your desk. You know, like, don't leave like gum in your desk, you know, like sticky chewed gum in your desk or like, you know, chewed up food or something. I mean, people do the, weirdest things. And you're punishing the janitor if you leave your desk a mess. Like that's not cool. Yeah. Clean up after yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're open to it, one of the things that I often did when I left a role was to make myself available, right? Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me anytime. Because, you know, if you've been in a role for a while, you're holding on to historical information Mm -hmm. that will really benefit the next person who comes and replaces you. Mm-hmm. And just to have that bridge is is comfort to, you know, is comfort to that new employee and the, and the yeah. team members you're leaving behind. And sure. they usually do not abuse that. Mm-mm. No, but I think I, that is such a good point because it's like anyone you've transitioned any work to, you give them your phone number if mm-hmm. they don't have it already and your personal email if they don't mm-hmm. have it already. Yep. And you encourage them to use it. Like, be like, don't get stuck on something. Just call me. It's mm-hmm. great. I, you know, and that at least gives them peace of mind as they transition with your stuff. And it also helps to leave a good impression when totally. you're on your way out, which yes. is what you want to do because, you know, eventually mm-hmm. you're going to be looking for that next job and you're going to need a, a reference from, sure. from this role. And mm-hmm. you want to, the impression that you leave on your way out is almost as important as the impression that you leave as you're working. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're just trying to communicate here. Yep. And, you know, one thing that sometimes comes up when you quit is people like, ooh, you're going to that company. Oh, I want to work there. You know, it depends on your current company. If your company is going bankrupt, take whoever you want, right? But 
try to make a general rule as long if the company is in good health, no poaching. Like no poaching. at least not right away. Like you don't want to poach. And you may have a um, non-compete agreement that makes it illegal for you mm-hmm. to poach, mm-hmm. in which case you really can't poach. Mm-hmm. It's just not cool. It's like your team's already down one person. You're going to make them down three. Not cool. Now, if, you know, if other people apply to the company that mm-hmm. you, you know, that you're going to and the new employer asks you for your feedback about the people, mm-hmm. that's fair because you totally. haven't, you haven't poached, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, keep it clean. Keep it yep. clean. Again, again, the golden rule. Think about how would you feel, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you were, if you were in their shoes. Yeah. But there's no, cat. I'm going to get you a job here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not cool. But Cat applies and the hiring, your new manager says, oh, do you know Cat?" You're like, yeah, Cat is awesome. <laughs> that's different. Yep. That's, your hands are clean. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So hopefully that was helpful. But if you need more help, please reach out or anything else. We're here for you and we're happy to, we're happy to have dialogue about how to help you navigate. Right, and don't forget, Kat and I now offer coaching. So we can actually coach you through this like real coaching sessions if that would be helpful to you. But if this was all you need, happy quitting. And we can't wait to hear stories of how it goes. Thanks so much for listening. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Job Talk. And on Instagram and Facebook at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat, And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beeks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is a tech reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you.